Welcome to the Enrooted Podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with the inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. Let's talk about forest management. I know I've been on the timber sale bandwagon, and I'll probably get right back on it. Honestly, I'm rarely off that horse because everything in forest management is so interconnected. Although today, I'm not talking about timber sale characteristics or logging specifically, what I do want to talk about is a key part of successfully executed timber sales, and it is your consultant forester. So let me say this. There's nothing by law that says you have to use a consultant to sell your timber or to manage your land in any way, but you will always hear my recommendation to work with one. Just like it is commonly known that using a realtor to sell your house increases your sale price and of course removes the burden and weight off your shoulders for the sale, using a consultant provides those same great benefits, but for your forest land. So let's talk about working with a forester. I'll be focused on consultants in just a minute, but let's recognize there are also a ton of free and local resources available depending on what you are wanting done. You have your county and specialty foresters through your state agencies. You have your federal technical service providers through NRCS or FSA. You have biologists and so much more. And I will always highly advise you to utilize them. But there are certain aspects that those resources simply cannot do due to their job restraints or they wear so many hats that they're just simply not able to help in different ways, which is exactly where a consultant can come into play. And there are two times I would highly recommend hiring a consultant every time. The first is when you have a large amount of acreage and will be doing various different operations periodically. Because I understand terms like a lot and a little mean different things to different people. So we're going to be talking about for reference shake. I am sharing that a large amount of acreage can range from several hundreds to thousands of acres, depending on your location and diversity or complexity of your land and what you're trying to accomplish. The second and most important time, in my humble opinion, to hire a consultant is, can you guess it? when you're preparing to harvest and sell your timber. I say this is the most important time to hire a professional because you just spent the last 15 years, if you're doing a thinning, to 30 plus years for your final clear cut. And this is just simply growing this investment. You want to make sure you're not only maximizing your profit, but also that you have your T's crossed and your I's dotted in regards to county ordinances, regulations, and best management practices that may apply on your land to do what is best and most sustainable for you and your goals in your land. A consultant will help you maximize the exposure of your timber sale, as well as have the access to the best resources for whatever management you are in need of. In terms of selling your timber, as you likely already know, providing more opportunities for buyers to know about your timber equals more competition, which generally equals better prices and profit for you. Now, this concept is dependent on the type of timber sale, but we won't be going into that right now or what plays into your stumpage price determinations. For those who aren't interested to better understand different ways your consultant forester might approach a timber sale, I do have a new free audio which answers that very question and will remove the what ifs you may have in your mind when it comes to how to sell your timber and how to get paid, which of course I highly recommend checking out. 
But what I will cover in this episode is questions you can ask to find the right consultant for you because it is important to hire someone you feel comfortable with because you are entrusting them with your investment. You will be or have been growing for 15 to 30 plus years. Timber sales only happen a few times in your life and your management decisions and execution determine the quality of forest and investment you will leave behind. So make it count. But I know finding the right consultant can be daunting. How do you know if they're the right fit for you? I don't know what I don't know, so how should I even know what to ask to get the conversation going? Well, we're going to be going through five questions to help you start the interviewing process, as well as a short explanation why you need to be asking these questions. Because understanding and asking the right questions will help you find the right resources, which allows you to get the right management results for you and your long-term goals. Now, quick disclaimer, these questions will be framed around interviewing a consultant for a timber sale. So not every question may be applicable to you if you're looking for a consultant for long-term management plans. But let's jump into it. Interview question number one. What type of timber sale payment do you recommend? Lump sum or pay as cut, which is sometimes referred to as per ton. There are pros and cons to each of these types of sales and each consultant probably has their own preference which they prefer to operate under, but ask what type of sale they recommend for your situation and what they commonly handle. Now this this right here is literally the topic I cover in my free audio I just mentioned. It'll be linked below in this podcast so you can jump on that right after you finish this audio, or you can always find it at our Selling Your Timber A to Z course by visiting our website at landonladies.com. But you're asking, Back to our question, what type of sale payment method are they recommending? Essentially because you want them to explain why they recommend the one over the other for you. And honestly, if they're not willing to take the time to explain the process and the why factors involved in that decision, it may be an easy sign that they might not be a right fit for you. Question two, what types of products can you expect to be harvested? This is especially important if they recommend a pay-as-cut sale, again, also known as a per-ton sale. There are several different types of products out there. There are pulpwood, chip and saw, salt timber, poles, veneers, and various specialty products. And it is important for you to know what types of products do they expect to come off the land. Of course, they won't know the exact volume or ratio expectations of products without doing a more formal cruise, but you can expect them to know what type of product classes your trees are generally within and where they might send them to market or how they might need to be sorted based on the timber sale and your general stand characteristics and again, your local markets. Now, I should also say they can only answer this if they've done a site visit. If you're interviewing off of a phone call first and they've never visited your land, they won't be able to answer this or even give you a guest without ever laying eyes on your timber. Now, if you are getting recommended for a lump sum sale, you'll be getting a cruise, or you should be, which would outline your products to get a total general valuation of your timber to understand the parameters of reasonable offers you might be receiving, but it is ultimately up to the logger, dealer, buyer, whoever purchases the timber to sort to the best of their ability and does not have as much of an impact for you in the end. So for some sales, this question might not be as relevant. Question number three. This is kind of a three for question, but we're gonna go for it. 
Is this the best time to cut my timber based on what I have and my local markets? And if I cut now, how long can I expect the harvest to take? And when can I expect to replant new trees? Assuming you are looking for a final clear cut. Now, I know this was long-winded and it was kind of, you know, three different questions all in one, but they're all interrelated and important to understand up front. The first part, the best time based on what you have. This question implies what are they seeing in the tree growth and land suitability with your local markets? And maybe your trees are still growing strong, putting on great volume. And if you wait a couple more years, you may get more desirable and higher priced products like saw timber and poles I'm talking about here. Or maybe you have a great piece of dry land that would be more desired and fetch a better stumpage price during the rainy season when mills are looking to meet quotas and loggers are looking for dry land to operate on. It is important to know your local markets though and what foresters are saying about your market options because just because you've always heard that poles are the best, they are the highest priced products. If you don't have a pole mill within 300 miles of your land, it doesn't matter what poles are bringing. It doesn't matter if they bring $2,000 a ton because your wood will not likely be headed in that direction anyways. That was a bit extreme, but hopefully you get the point. And at the same time, the opposite end of the spectrum is true. If you have a booming pulp market, pulp being one of the lowest priced and quality products with three different pulp mills in a 50 mile radius, it may not necessarily be worth your wallet to grow your trees an additional five to 10 years and receive quote unquote salt timber prices, especially if the pulp market has stumpage price only within a few dollars shorter than salt timber prices. And if you have a strong timber income objective for your land. So understanding what you have and what your markets are can help you decide when to cut, but also want to get the expectation of how long it will take the loggers to begin and finish. Will it be three days? Will it be three weeks? Will it be three months? Now, most contracts are written to allow between six to 12 months. And in some cases, 18 months isn't unusual, but this is to start and complete the harvest. This allows for the loggers to move not only onto your site, but allows for weather considerations. If there is excessive weather, you know, like rain or snow happens, this operation may need to pause for a period of time. And in some cases, they may need to move off your land completely and return at a later date to finish this. This of course is less ideal, but may be necessary. Loggers and foresters aren't trying to take a longer time, but rather follow the best management practices of the state, which, are voluntary practices loggers and foresters follow to be environmentally sustainable and help promote clean water. So asking this question up front about realistic timeframes puts you in front of having unrealistic expectations of the process. And this realistic timeframes is exactly something I touch on in episode seven. So go and check that out afterwards. Moving on to question number four. I know it can be tempting to ask this question first, And if you've read my interview article on my blog, you'll see it's listed first because that was always the first question and honestly is still always one of the first questions that I get asked and comes to mind from many landowners. What do I have to pay? So your question that you'd ask is, how much is your commission? How do you get paid? But I put this question down the list so you can focus on the benefits and communication style of your consultant you're interviewing rather than just on the dollars and cents. Average rate for a forest consultant in Georgia to handle your timber sale is between 6 and 12% of the total sale. 
There isn't a right size fits all though, and there's no standard going rate. Some consultants may be a little less and some a little more, depending on the complexity of your timber sale and what all is included service-wise with their commission. Generally, you can expect thinning operations to be a little higher on that percentage rate end and clear cuts a little bit lower. And if you're interviewing for other services outside of a timber sale, you may hear things like a per hour rate, a per acre rate, or still a percentage of the sale at a future intended date. Now you're probably wondering, is it worth a percent of your sale to hire a consultant? Just like you may be asking that same question when it comes to selling your house. Because again, there isn't anything by law that says you can't do these things yourself. So is it worth it? Is it worth a percent of your profits? Absolutely. Looking at money alone, you will easily make up that percent in the sale just from the exposure and connections they provide to you in the market. But not only that, there are a ton of extra benefits such as continuous monitoring and the expert eye to make sure the management is being done correctly. You will benefit from all with the reduced stress load of trying to monitor something you are unfamiliar with now removed from your shoulders. Yes, you are still in charge ultimately, but you do not have to stress about the daily routines or logistics any longer. And finally, question number five, what services are included with that commission rate? This is where you will hear what you can expect from them. How often will they be at the logging site? Will they assist with the reforestation process? Or is there additional fee for that? And if so, how much? And this is where you can be sure you have clear expectations of what you are receiving for your money. Now, here's your bonus question. Before you end your interview, always ask if there is anything else you need to know or be aware of. There may or may not be anything in particular for them to add, but here's my free tip for you to look out for. A good consultant will always want to know what your objectives are for your property. And if they never ask that during any of your conversation, it may be a sign that they're not a great fit. Now, everyone has their general style of how they prefer to work. As foresters, we all have different perspectives on recommendations and go check out episode five where I address this in more length. But remember, they work for you the landowner, and because of that, they should have a clear understanding of what you are ultimately wanting, which is why you should expect them to ask you what your objectives are. There are many more questions you can ask and may think of, but these are a great way to help you get the conversation going. Remember, you are entrusting them with your investment, so you should feel comfortable and confident in them to represent you and your goals. So be sure to call multiple consultants to compare answers, and I usually recommend at least three. And if none of them feel right for you, keep looking and calling until you do find the right person. Don't ever get rushed or feel hurried into making a decision this big. When it comes to timber sales, a wise man once told me, you can't uncut trees. So don't feel sorry for taking your time. There's only two times that I can think of that you might have a time is of the essence type of harvest. And these cases would be for wildfire, for salvage harvesting, and for southern pine beetle outbreaks. And if neither of these are the case for you, don't let anyone rush you to harvest. So let's recap these questions real quick for you. Number one, what type of timber sale payment do you recommend? Number two, what types of products can you expect to be harvested? Now, remember, this one can only be answered if they've done a site visit. Number three, is this the best time to cut my timber based on what I have in my local markets? And if I cut now, how long can I expect my harvest to take? And when can I expect to probably plant new trees if you're doing a clear cut? 
Number four, how much is your commission? How do you get paid? Number five, what services are included with that commission rate? And bonus, is there anything else I should know about or be aware of? Always remember, you are in charge. Until next time. Thank you.